Welcome to the Culture Soup Podcast, where the anniversary turn up continues. Yes, you know, we are going to throw back Thursday to an episode that was one of our most downloaded episodes of all time. And of all time means all year. We're totally a year older. We made that lap around the sun. So, the top 10. Let's just do the top three for now. The top most downloaded episode of the Culture Soup podcast was literally a throwback Thursday. It was a re-rack of Torre on the coaching corner where he talked about his book coaching business. We won't do that one again because we just re-racked it about a week ago. Number two. Another throwback Thursday, Dr. Logan Hampton of Lane College. Now listen, we aren't adding up both episodes, the original broadcast with the throwback. These are just the numbers from the throwback. So Dr. Hampton in the HBCU episodes, you're number two. We won't rerun that that one either because we just did about a couple of months ago. So that brings us to number three. Can you guess? Well, it's not Dr. Gates yet. Dr. Gates really has only been out there, what, two weeks? We talked about Ancestry. Yes, he's gotten a lot of downloads, but he hasn't been able to catch up with some of the ones that have been out there for a while. Number three is my conversation with the guys from East Chop Capital. Want to get away? Without further ado, it's a Throwback Thursday. Enjoy my conversation with Calvin L. Butts Jr. and Carrington M. Carter of East Chop Capital. Hey, y'all. This is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, And each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. The year was 2019, June to be exact. I was attending the LEAD 360 Combine in Atlanta, Georgia. We'd already had our opening sessions, we'd been mixing and mingling, and it was time to go to the Hyde Museum where we would hear the wind talks. They'd reserved cars for most of the speakers. In fact, Uber Black had some kind of arrangement with the conference. I jumped in an Uber, and there were three other executives in the car with me. The people at the Combine are so, how can I put it? They're friendly, but everyone's proactive about meeting one another. So, of course, we went around and introduced ourselves. In the back seat was a gentleman named Calvin Butts Jr. Now, if you're African-American and you are a churchgoer, you probably recognize that name. So I promptly said to him, I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'm going to ask the question. And he responds, No, not that Calvin Butts. You see, Calvin Butts, um, the one we're referring to, is a very well-known pastor in New York City. 
but he wasn't that Calvin Butts son. <laughs> Although he said his dad met that Calvin Butts. This is a different Calvin Butts. This is Calvin Butts Jr. from East Chop Capital. As it turns out, I would recognize him from my newsfeed because Black Enterprise had done a story about him and his partner and uh, some investment they were doing on the East Coast. Martha's Vineyard, the Poconos, Hilton Head. Two out of three of my favorite places. And the third one, because I've never been, I sure plan on going to the Poconos. I talked to Calvin on the ride over and we decided to stay connected. And true to his word, he reached out first. We got to talking and I realized that these guys really had a great story to share. Both Hamptonians. And you'll know because they don't let it go. (laughs) That they are HBCU grads and they are doing some amazing things in the realm of hospitality and investing. Without further ado, I introduce to you two guests for the first time on the Culture Soup Podcast, Calvin L. Butts Jr. and Carrington M. Carter of East Chop Capital. Hey everybody, I'm so excited that I have two friends, two new friends on the line with me this morning. Carrington M. Carter and Calvin L. Butts Jr. of East Chop Capital. Hey, Carrington, and hey, Calvin. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. And you know what I have to say? You guys are making history. The Culture Soup podcast will have been on the air a year in October. This is the first time we've had two people on at the same time from two separate places. So I appreciate you working through the technology with me. No problem. No problem. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Awesome. So, Carrington, you're coming in from New Jersey, right? I'm in Columbus, you're Ohio. In Columbus. Okay. For some reason, on Skype, I had New Jersey. And Calvin, yeah, in- you're in New Jersey, right? Okay, yep. good. So, tell me about East Chop Capital. Yeah, so I'll, I'll keep it brief. I mean, we um, are a private equity firm that is... Uh, as looking to blend uh, the opportunities for folks to invest, educate, and have great social experiences across uh, new, a new style of investing. Um, our first fund is focused on the vacation rental home market. And uh, we're off to a really great start, and we're excited. Uh, we've got about 30 or so investors on board, and now uh, we're continuing with a lot of great momentum and growing daily. Awesome. So you awesome. guys, I mean, Carrington, you were doing some of this already, or you already do, and then you two came together. Is that how it worked? Um, correct. I've been in the um, in the real estate space probably for the last uh, ten years or so. Um, just started with you know single family rental homes in uh, my hometown of Dayton, Ohio. Then expanded into vacation rental homes, which is where I brought uh, Calvin on board. Kind of talked to them about the idea and the experience that I had renting vacation homes as a consumer. And how I thought we could get into the space as owners and and renting our homes out to to travelers all around the world. I love it. Now, I first read about you guys in Black Enterprise. You know, I contribute to the publication and I saw your faces pop up and I was so pleased to see two black men doing the thing. Right. (laughs) You rarely get to read about that. You guys are young. You're not you're not you're not exactly old at all so it's awesome and I think it's a great 
uh, moment for us to go in and have our culture soup moment. What do you think? Absolutely. Jump in. Let's do awesome. it. Awesome. Okay, great. So, you know, I go through the threads all the time and I see one thing that's popular and people like to book their vacations online and not just, you know, the old fashioned way really was just to go to an Expedia or something like that and book a hotel and book a flight and you have your vacation, you go. But now it's so different. Um, you know, there's Airbnb, there's more Airbnb where, you know, they're not in the business of actually having the properties themselves, but they're a technology company that connect you kind of like Uber, but you guys actually own these places, and Marcus Vineyard is one of my favorite places to go, so tell me more. Oh, sure, sure. So uh, uh, I'll start and then Calvin, you can jump in. So um, we own a luxury vacation rental home company called Getaway Society, in which we own and manage a portfolio of homes on Martha's Vineyard, as you mentioned, uh, Hilton Head, and also in the Pocono Mountains, all, all East Coast uh, East Coast and, and Southern destinations. Um, and a key differentiator with our company is that we do own and manage the homes, and this really allows us to ensure a consistent quality guest experience. And, and that's what we're really passionate about. Um, in addition to direct bookings on our website, we do list our homes on pa- popular platforms like uh, Airbnb, uh, HomeAway, and Verbo, which mm-hmm. is, is new pronunciation, Verbo instead of VRBO, which uh, it was formerly known as. And we're really excited and, and we enjoy creating a premium uh, guest experience for all of our customers. That sounds sweet. <laughs> so... How, I mean, that takes that takes a lot. You've got teams that manage the properties for you. Um, so you have a pretty good payroll, sounds like. Um, I would say more. We use uh, third-party contractors. Okay. So, But with, with any business, it's all about, you know, having the right team in place. Uh, but Calvin and I are, are day-to-day. I mean, we talk to the guests, and, and that's what we enjoy. So we're the first point of contact with the guests oh, when wow. they have questions when they have questions about the houses, when they're at the houses, um, wanting to information on, on things to do in the area. So we're the first point of contact, but we have a phenomenal team of housekeepers, on-the-ground caretakers, electricians, plumbers, um, in all of the locations where we have houses, and, and that's really the key to success with not just our business, with any business. It's all about having the right team in place. That's beautiful. How does technology play in? Um, Calvin, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so I mean, it, it comes from across the board. I mean, so we have the applications and the platforms that we use to find our customers, or our customers use to find us. But then there's tons of technology in the home as well. I mean, we're able to monitor our expenses with Nest thermostats. We're able to mm. uh, provide um, an understanding on what's happening in the home with uh, smoke and and carbon monoxide, uh, you know, digital uh, app app connected devices. And we have smart locks so yeah. that folks can get in and out house should should someone leave a key we're able to unlock the house for them you know from our phones we're able to give them their own personal uh, entry code so i mean i mean technology plays a significant part in how we're successfully able to manage these homes from really what we call you know distance right right that's amazing and it's probably how you're recruiting i'm guessing you tell me Uh, the plumbers and the electricians that you mentioned uh, the housekeepers are you on the ground looking for these folks, or do you use technology to vet them? Well, I mean, you'll, you'll love this part. I mean, we've, we've been able to find folks through Instagram. We've yeah. been able to find folks 
book. I mean, you know, there's folks who are kind of like us who are young and savvy and kind of promoting themselves and kind of looking to start their own businesses. You know, we've helped uh, two young men who are electricians. We really helped them start their own construction company by uh, you know, giving them some, you know, bigger projects to help expand their uh, their footprint on, on Martha's Vineyard. I think we were able to find our new cleaning crew through Instagram and uh, their ability to show us some of their work. And then uh, we connect with them. We, we pay them you know, through digital apps. I mean, it is, it is just the way technology has made running a business. I mean, one of the things, you know, Karen and I talk about, I mean, we've been able to, to really own these homes and manage them through what we call our laptop business. I love it. Now let's talk about how we met. We were in Atlanta for the lead 360 combine, right? Now I know Calvin, you're a frat brother. You're alpha, right? Aren't you? Oh, Carrington. Carrington. Okay. I knew yep. one of you guys yep. was frat brothers with Eric Winston. Walker, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Eric, Eric, Eric and I go way back. Yeah. Yep. So um, you'll find it's so interesting over the course of the year of the show that the alphas have just been dominating. I don't know what's going on. We got to get some cues and some kappas on here. But anyway, alphas have been all over the place. But um, we were at Lead 360 in Atlanta. And I, I first got to share how I met Calvin. We're in an Uber headed to the museum for the wind talks. And there are a few of us in the car. I think it is. I'm, I'm in the front seat and we're just kind of chatting. And I asked what his name was. And he said, Calvin Butts Jr. And of course, you know, for my, my African-American listeners here in the States, you'll probably go, oh, because I did too. And I said, so are you the son of the pastor? And, and he's like, no, 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 no. I get that all the time. <laughs> So no relation, right? No relation. Uh, not that we can trace back. Uh, that he uh, spoke to my father before my father passed, and oh, wow. but I don't think there's a uh, yeah. I don't think there's a direct connection. Uh, we're both, uh, you know, there's a Butts County in Georgia that that may have some roots for both families. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, there's there's perhaps some, you know, some relation way back. Gotcha. And Carrington, I think we bumped into each other when Michelle Gee was doing her last um, keynote. Which was awesome, yep. by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. And I don't know that I had made the connection um, at that point that you were the Carrington that was the partner for Calvin. But again, I had seen mm-hmm. both of your pictures in Black Enterprise telling the story. So I'm really pleased to make your new acquaintance and glad to have you on the show. Um, tell me a little bit about your background. So let's start with Calvin. Um, health and marketing? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we went to Hampton University. Uh, started off as a pharmaceutical sales rep, then uh, um, worked with some small media advertising firms, and then got the entrepreneur bug and uh, started my own companies. Uh, you know, focused on medical education, sales training, and uh, you know, really uh, kind of business consulting and, and development. And then, um, you know, really started looking at the opportunities and the success of those companies, and then trying to spin them into some other investments. Started angel investing. And I started looking for opportunities to invest in other companies. And then I had a chance to uh, meet Carrington uh, at a Hampton University Young Alumni Conference. And uh, we got a chance to kind of hit it off. And he was telling me about these exciting uh, real estate ventures that he was having uh, at the time in Dayton, Ohio. And then his plans to pivot from monthly rental checks to weekly rental checks and kind of looking at the vacation home industry. And, and that just really was kind of in line with what I was doing. I, was, I had some real estate going on in Philadelphia. 
And uh, I was looking to pivot into really more luxury rentals and kind of, you know, thinking about expanding, um, you know, up and down the East Coast. And I just thought it was a perfect opportunity. And you know what they say, when, when you see a young brother doing good, you got to get behind there him. And uh, he was off to he was off to a great start, and I was excited to, to invest and, uh, you know, put some wind behind him. That's excellent. Carrington, so sure, sure. you've been in real estate a while. Yeah, yeah. Been in real estate about 10 years, but I actually um, also started my career in pharmaceutical marketing. Okay. So went to Hampton as well. I got my MBA at the University of Pittsburgh. So nobody's going to say uh, the real HU? I'm waiting. Oh, so just because I went to, I'm a PWI, it doesn't mean I don't know. Uh, we already know. We already know it is. So we already know it is. So we don't have to proclaim. It. We don't have to proclaim. It. Right. Um. Yeah. So uh, uh, did my MBA at the University of Pittsburgh. I started my pharmaceutical marketing career and product management, brand management. Summer 2008, fall 2008. The economy started to soften, and then March 2010. Uh, sorry, March 29, we were in a full-blown recession. Uh, mm-hmm. Thankfully, I kept my job, but a lot, of, a lot of other people lost their job or couldn't get a job. So I thought then and there, how can I deploy my capital? I had a good-paying job. What kind of industries can I get involved in that required capital, which I had, but that didn't necessarily require active day-to-day management? Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into real estate, Perfect. really acquiring one or two or three single-family rental homes uh, year over year. And then a group of myself and some friends, every year we would go to the Poconos on a ski trip. And then it came time for me to plan the trip. I found the house. I worked with the owner, collected everyone's money. And then when I realized we were paying him $3,000 to stay at his house for a weekend, I started running the numbers. And I said, you know what? I think I want to get into this. And this was uh, 2012, 2013. So Airbnb, Verbo, HomeAway, they were popular, but certainly not as popular as they are now. So I would say we, um, I mean, the vacation rental space has been around for a while, but the infusion of technology and really facilitating the transaction between the owner and the consumer is much more easier today, which is why the opportunity is so great. So um, talked to Calvin about the plan. Also one of my fraternity brothers, Jeremiah Myers, who I went to Hampton with, and we uh, pledged the same chapter at Hampton. Talked to him about the idea, brought them on board, and then we built our first house in the Poconos from the ground up. Uh, six bedroom, three bath. Broke ground in September of 2014, and it was up and running in May of 15. Awesome. Wow, that is so awesome. Listen, so everything about this uh, podcast is at the intersection of tech, culture, and business. We've covered off on business. We know you guys are phenomenal entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs. The technology we've, we've covered, too. Culturally, you just named three places that my people love for different reasons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. There's history in Martha's Vineyard for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the history is huge. I mean, I can tell you how I first got to Martha's Vineyard. So I had not been prior to 2014. I was in uh, Boston for the Grand Boulet Conference, and uh, several of the gentlemen at the conference were talking about their summer plans were to leave here the conference early and go start their week on the vineyard. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, what is the going vineyard? on? Like, <laughs> what's going on? And uh, I had met a pharmaceutical uh, buddy who's now one of our investors, um, uh, Michael Gaines, said, hey, Cal, I'm going to be up there. Come up Wednesday night. I'll, you know, we'll go to dinner and, you know, we'll go up and down Circuit Avenue. And, you know, you, you can you can see some of the magic 
of of the place and yeah. i'm just like magic yeah i'm like okay i was like fine so my wife was actually uh pregnant with our our son at the time so she was due a couple uh weeks later she's like look you got one night okay and i'm like okay <laughs> sylvia's uh, on oak bluffs <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i said okay i'll go up there for one night and uh i i go to i fly to jfk on my plane is uh, the president of Morehouse and two preachers that I knew from New Jersey. And, and I'm seeing a really a, an entire 737 full of, full of us yes. headed to this, this, this destination. Too. Yeah, notables. And I'm just like, okay. I was like, you know, let me, let me button my shirt up here <laughs> and figure out where I'm going. And so we land and immediately everyone starts talking. Mm-hmm. There's like this like open door vibe. Yeah. Everyone kind of knows yeah. everybody and they're talking and, and, and I'm just like, wow. And so got a chance to just kind of slide right into that, to that community. And as we walk up and down circuit Ave, you know, of course you're being stopped by, you know, somebody, you know, from this conference yeah. and from pharmaceuticals yeah. or somebody went to Hampton or somebody from inroads. I mean, I mean, just I mean Savannah, Georgia, where I'm from. I yeah. mean, the history was just yeah. You know, and the folks I was bumping into had a lot of connection to my history, my parents. So I said, wait a second. I said, I need to learn more about this place. So uh, that evening after dinner, I started looking up, uh, you know, the history and really just kind of was like, wow, there's this place called Shera Cottage uh, in 1904. Two Hamptonians, uh, Charles and Henrietta Shear, built uh, this cottage that was really the first place for African-Americans to actually, you know, lodge and stay. And then that grew to be kind of the epicenter for, you know, connectivity for folks during the Harlem Renaissance and all the keys. Um, you know, times where, you know, you know, uh, African-Americans had had to come together and, mm-hmm. you know, plan things and strategize. And, you know, they had some extremely notable guests uh, that stayed there, performed there. And I just said, wow, man, you know, what a magical place with a lot of great history. And so that night I ended up looking up a realtor and I emailed like five realtors and one lady hit me back at like one o'clock in the morning and said, I can pick you up at seven o'clock. We can go for it. Oh, wow. We we can go look at some houses. And uh, I called Carrington. I said, Carrington, look, I know we're in the middle of building this house in the Poconos, but I think we got to move on something up here because this place is magical. Yeah. You know, Michael was telling yeah. me kind of, you know, you're telling me the math about how everyone rents for the week and Saturday to Saturday, Sunday to Sunday. And there's so much to do. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm fascinated <laughs> at this point. So we go look at about five houses. One of them just, just kind of stands out. And I think I FaceTime Carrington and I'm kind of giving him the look like I'm ready. If you're ready, <laughs> like, what are you waiting on? Yeah, so you know he, you know him, you know him being, you know, you know the the, the super smart one in the group. Oh. you know he's he's already done the math and he's already done everything and he's already said, look, if we get it for this price, we can do this weekly and and he's like, the, the numbers look really good, Calvin. You know, we should move on it. And I said, okay, done. So that was in October. I mean, that was in August. I think we finally formalized our offer like first of October and we closed December first. Wow. On our first Arthur's Vineyard, and then. You know, we realized that our the area that we're buying in was in stone throw of Shera Cottage, which as Hamptonians who married him, that that story just stands out to us. You know, both our wives went to Hampton and to follow in the legacy and footprints of Charles and Henrietta Shear and have two homes and, and you know, stone's throw and another one. Wow. Now, the fun and walking distance. I mean, it's it's magical That's for amazing. us. Amazing. That's a wonderful story. Carrington, had you been to Martha's Vineyard? No, nope, nope. Okay. Had alert, alert, heard a lot about it, yeah. and was planning to go shortly. Uh, Calvin made it there before I did, but uh, and I knew the history and and certainly understood the potential. So, 
And you know, we're at our we're we're at the age as you mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. We're, 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 we're still youthful. Yes, we're still youthful. You and, and, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, from an investment standpoint, this is when you take the risk, right. you know, you have the rest wow. of your life to potential to potentially rebound on any kind of failures you may have. So um, we're, we're very much risk tolerant. Excellent. You know, I have the same relationship with Martha's Vineyard. My dad was going on a business trip. I think it was a retreat. He was with the U.S. Department of Labor at the time. And they would be in Boston, and at some point they were going to take, um, almost said the Jitney, that's the Hamptons, the Peter Pan to the ferry, mm-hmm. right, at Woods Hole, and then go over. Well, he's going to take my, my mom with him, and I was probably working my first agency job at that time. And I decided, oh, maybe I should go too, because I'd heard about it, but I hadn't really, I didn't know much about it. That was, I mean, magical is the word for it. Magical is the word for it. And this had to have been back in 1990. It was in the 1990s. <laughs> but ever since then, I've tried to make, make it back most summers. Because it's just, it's amazing. And it is like that. Even if you don't know the people, you, you feel like you do. And you talk to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's an open door policy. I mean, you know, our my kids, they spend more time freely walking and riding bikes and, on, you know, more so than they've, they've ever done in Jersey. I mean, it's just it's a it's a very safe and very comfortable place. And, uh, you know, we've gotten to know many of our neighbors and we've invited you know, folks up to give them their first being an experience. Now they come back and they rent and have purchased on their own. So, I mean, it's one of those, you know, traditions and legacy things that we are we're excited to be a part of i love hilton head too and you know it's interesting the poconos i remember on the cosby show talking about going to the poconos that's one of the places that they would get away um mm-hmm. a lot of our people go to the poconos no yeah yeah there, there are a lot a lot of especially the east coasters new york new jersey philadelphia even coming down from connecticut it's really a great a central meetup point for uh, for families and friends who kind of live all along the East Coast. So it's also a year-round destination, which appeals to a lot of travelers. And you got your skiing in, in the in the winter. And it's obviously our houses are, are very close to to one of two lakes in the Poconos that allow motorized boats. Mm. So there's a huge uh, summer draw for a lot of the boating activities there. Uh, there's golf courses. So really a lot to do. A lot of um, uh, fam- family type activities um, uh, in the Poconos. So a lot, a lot of history there as well. I know, I think Rick Ross mentioned it uh, yeah. in one of one of uh, my favorite songs of, of, <laughs> of his. So it, it's a wonderful place. It's Escape from the City. It's very, you know, quiet and, and peaceful. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a wonderful place. It's one of the reasons why we decided to make an investment there. Did I yeah. see something about Belize? Yeah, yeah. Belize? So, so Belize... <laughs> yeah, so well, one of the things that um, you know that Calvin and I do is, um, I mean, as I mentioned, kind of we're, we're very risk tolerant. We're re- really scouring the the globe for uh, opportunities in a lot of different places. Uh, Belize is a wonderful place, kind of an up and coming destination. Uh, we have an investment in land on in Belize uh, that we may build on. Um, I mean, it's more of a longer-term play, 5, 10, maybe even 15 years down the line. But, again, we're always looking for kind of what's next. Um, and we see Belize and a couple, a couple of other opportunities and um, and uh, in the Caribbean and in Latin America that we think have long-term potential. So right now it's just a, just a land purchase. 
Um, so not a whole lot of details there, but um, again, went to the Belize, kind of fell in love with the place and really see it as a, as a good long-term play. Awesome. So that sounds like a project that's in the work. It works. Anything else that you might be able to talk about that's coming down the pipe? Um, I mean, I would say, you know, business is good. We're just, mm-hmm. just finishing a, a great summer um, in, in all of our homes on the Vineyard and Hilton Head and the Poconos. So, um, as I mentioned, Calvin and I are, are both very hands-on. So, it's good to kind of have a, a breather now as we head into the fall season. Um, we have secured, you know, a, a good amount of funding from investors, um, a little bit over a million dollars. So, that's going to help us expand our portfolio. So, we're really excited Wonderful. about that. We're looking at about um, maybe six destinations in the east and southeast U.S., and we think um, you know those are attractive destinations for, for a variety of reasons, and we think it'll really add to our growing portfolio and our ability to to delight to, to continue to delight customers. Wow! So I was saying, you know some additional uh, portfolio expansion is, is kind of in the works in in the short term. Um, and then uh, it's kind of separately from the vacation rental homes. Uh, Calvin and I are, you know, are both um, invested in real estate. So there are a couple of different um, initiatives and projects that we're looking in uh, in Columbus, Ohio, which is which is where I reside. Uh, 14th largest city in the country. I just overtook San Francisco. Um, has a lot of uh, phenomenal components that really make it a great and thriving city. So excited about opportunities there. And Hampton University, uh, Cal and I are both graduates, and we really want to continue invest to invest not just in the university, but in the city of Hampton. What school um, did you couple- say you went to? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one to talk about, Hampton okay. University. Okay. Hampton, Nation. Hampton Nation, all day. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, listen. So uh-huh. One more thing that we have, sure. uh, I think our, I like to mention our uh, our investor retreat is uh, coming up. So we're we're excited about that. Uh, we'll be entertaining some of our investors down in Hilton Head. Uh, and we've got a, a very unique opportunity to not just give and provide updates on what we have going on, but to also educate them with some guest speakers that are going to be some fascinating, uh, some very fascinating individuals with some great backgrounds and some stories. So uh, that's one thing we try to do. As you kind of want to overarching goals is to learn and share, and we do that by uh, you know really investing in our and the folks who are investing in us as well. I love that. I love that. How enriching. Well, you know what? Give us the name of the company again. Tell us how to find you. Do we need to download an app? So we have a couple different companies. So there's Getaway Society, that's which is uh, you can find uh, that's where you can find all of our homes, uh, and that's just GetawaySociety.com. Uh, McKinley Car Enterprises is the original entity that Carrington uh, started that I am a proud investor in. And then there's East Chop Capital, which you can also find at eastchopcapital.com, which is our private equity firm. And you can reach out to us both just with our first names at eastchopcapital.com. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I just had a, an idea. I should share it with you. You guys should do a podcast. And maybe, maybe it shouldn't be you guys, but it should be around travel. And all of I know these locations that you're talking know, about. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things I'd like Carrington to maybe even briefly touch on, I mean, he, you know, he's been a true great advisor to me um, in the area of wealth building and, you know, the, uh, you know being more strategic with finances. And mm-hmm. I think uh, he's very close to launching his wealth strategy firm. And I think that's something that has benefited me greatly and I think will provide significant value to not only our investors, but to other folks who may sign up for his services. So I'm very proud of him. And, well, that's and that, awesome. You know, financial literacy is something that our communities really, really need. 
and wealth management yeah. takes it to that next level, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that. You know, more and more people are starting to come to, to myself and, and Calvin as well to understand how to be more financially literate, uh, how to invest in, what to invest in, how to get into real estate, how to launch a business. Um, and I think all of that kind of collectively um, falls under how to build wealth, yeah. not just for your but under generations to come. Uh, so myself as, as a real estate developer in the vacation rental home space, having commercial real estate, uh, being an entrepreneur, I feel like, you know, I've gained this skill set and good. this wealth and that I can, you know, relay onto people and, and help them where they are. Well, you're singing and my song because I've <laughs> said to myself, you know, my next step is real estate um, mm-hmm, as a serial mm-hmm. entrepreneur. And as a business coach, I just feel like part of it is yep. that we walk our talk, right? And we shouldn't yep. be sharing anything that we're not willing to do ourselves. Absolutely. <laughs> but real estate, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my next thing. Yeah, and, you know what, and, we'd be, and we'd be happy to help you with that. I mean, real estate provides, depending on what type you get into it, and even really probably most types, provide you an asset that you can leverage in different ways. You know, totally. you can, you know, our, our homes, we're able to leverage with clients, friends. Uh, we're able to leverage for events. I mean, mm-hmm. we've hosted friends at our homes. We've, you know, been able to assist with, you know, certain political agendas, et cetera. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, you know, they, they're, they're, they're really beautiful places that can be leveraged different ways that can provide what we like to call our rainbow value or, you know, us kind of, you know, taking advantage of the matrix and kind of, you know, being able to add more value to us. Uh, soft ROI is another term we use a lot, right? I mean, right. we're able to, we're able to build a lot of relationships and leverage uh, the properties in ways that, you know, you really can't do with other assets. Right. So, um, Calvin, it says here you are an angel investor. For businesses out there that are looking for capital, how do they court or approach someone like you? Well, I think, you know, what what young, you know, individuals have to do when they start companies is they got to be very comfortable sharing and telling their story and asking for help. I tell you, I find uh, many of my investments either A, directly doing research and kind of digging into new technologies or B, from mentees who have a classmate who started something, who has an idea, and they get comfortable enough to introduce it to me and then I'll digest it and share it with my network. And, you know, we may come up with some funds for it or we introduce them to a banking relationship that can help them. But I think, you know, it's, it's very important to share your story, tell your story, and you know, as as you coach several individuals on having that quick, you know, uh, explanation and that thirty second, ninety second, three minute right. story, to, so you can confidently and comfortably, you know, tell someone what you do, what you're looking for, and how can they help. And uh, you know, I I just I love hearing students call and share their ideas for apps and for, you know, businesses. And, you know, I, I end up taking on, you know, mentees who are interested in real estate and, you know, they, you know, I try to schedule 30 minutes a month to just have a conversation, get an update on what they're up to. But yeah, then, you know, those can easily turn into investor like relationships, but I think you got to be comfortable telling and sharing your story and asking for help and know what you want. Right. Yeah. And that gets right down to authenticity. So many times people feel like they need to put a representative out there, look a certain way, act a certain way, and never show any vulnerabilities. And what I hear you saying is showing that vulnerability can get you opportunity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it helps me get to know the best of you and exactly who you are. And uh, it could add more trust and value to the conversation for for me to know I'm talking to the real you and, and that you need help. 
and that you understand where you're at and, and you can articulate where you want to go. Wonderful. Karen, do you have anything else you want to share before we give out all the different places to find you guys online? Um, no, I think it's been a great conversation. Really appreciate the the the, uh, the invitation to, to come and speak on, on the podcast. Really had a great time, and and I really like um, the areas of focus that you're discussing, um, the culture, tech, and, and business. And I think um, the fusion of, of those topics, you know, really make for a fruitful discussion. And I think we had that here today. So I really appreciate the invitation. Well, that's good to, to hear because it's embedded in my value proposition and my story. So. I, I think I probably couldn't even live and breathe without all three of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. you guys. So where can we find you on social? Um, so I, I would say, uh, um, Instagram uh, at Carrington M. Carter. Um, that's kind of my main platform. Don't really do too much with Twitter on Instagram somewhat. Um, I'm more of the, the introverted uh, one out of, okay. out, of, out of the two and I. So um, I, I won't say that I put a whole lot of, of information on there just yet, but that, that's an area of growth for me. Well, we can talk and about Kevin your brand really like. <laughs> sure, would love to. That's the area of growth for me, and Calvin's always pushing me to, you know, to share more uh, of my story and what I do. So I'm, I'm starting to do that a little bit more. That's but awesome. at Carrington and Carter. Awesome. And Calvin. Yeah. And I am a just B U C B. One of the things I strive to be, kind of you talk about, is that authentic self. So it's J U S B U C B. I'm on that on Instagram, um, on um, uh, Twitter as well. I'm Cal B Junior. So you can catch me there. Um, again, uh, you know, I love talking about real estate, love talking about Hampton. So uh, if, you, no. if you have an appetite, <laughs> hey, if you have an appetite for those two topics, you'll enjoy my page. Awesome, awesome. And that's eastchotcapital.com as well, correct? Correct. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Culture Soup Podcast. Carrington and Calvin, so excited to make your acquaintance and be friends and see what we can do to support one another. Absolutely. That's good. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good one. What an awesome conversation with Carrington M. Carter and Calvin L. Butts Jr. of East Chalk Capital. Thanks, guys. And yeah, to all you Hamptonians out there, I understand. Y'all are the real HU. Hey, all you Howard Bisons out there, don't come for me. I have much respect for the HU in Washington, D.C. Okay, so what's coming up next? I am going to Wichita, Kansas to speak to the American Marketing Association, the Wichita chapter, about the case for culture and marketing. You guys, this is my signature, signature keynote. It started the whole tour in 2017, was it? Yeah. So I'm excited to sit in front of a room full of marketers and share with them about the new mass market and what that means and how they can engage inclusion marketing and operationalize it and literally reach more people for more opportunity and save money too because of the missteps that you can make if you ignore the cultural nuances. Yes, very important conversation. And then October is loaded with speaking ups. Go to my website to find out more, lmichellesmith.com slash speaking. And then under that, you can get to my appearances and find out where I'll be next. Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week.
The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Size Communication, LLC. is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.